time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress What's up, City Point? Welcome into our home. Carl and I are glad to invite you in here. Uh, and we're excited about what, um, what we're going to talk to you about today uh, from the Word of God. Absolutely. Um, you all know this isn't typically where I play in this, um, in this role, but just excited to continue some of the conversation we had last week and, um, and beyond um, in a way to hopefully be a blessing to, to all of you. So this week we are talking about I used to love him. I used to love her. I used to love them. Um, You fill in the blank, right? Like, you know, the name of that person. Perhaps you are currently in the relationship with that person and you are not able to say those words. I used to love him, her, them. But you are currently in that place and you are um, you're you are able to get your body out, but you can't get your heart out of that situation. And so um, we want to just just feed off of that song, that classic from the album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And she talks about how she overcame. We want to look into the word of God. And also we want to talk from our experience um, to help benefit you as well as challenge you um, to go on this journey of overcoming so that you are able to move on from this relationship and be able to eventually say that I used to love them. Uh, so let's let's jump right into um, right into prayer and then we'll jump into the word and uh, hopefully it blesses and benefits uh, somebody. So, Katie, you want to lead us in prayer? Uh, sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you for yet another moment to first and foremost give you praise and worship, Lord, um, and just sit at your feet. It is our prayer that you use the two of us in any way you see fit, Lord, to challenge, to inspire, uh, to support, um, and ultimately to help grow all of us in ways that we can continue on our journey of being more like you. Bless this time. Give us the words. Give us your energy and your strength. And we ultimately um, give you the glory. It's in Jesus' name's sake that we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, So let's look at Genesis chapter 12. We've talked about this text before uh, in this series earlier. We're going to look there again. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. To the land I will show you. So I'm going to talk a little bit about context, right? So... Those of you that were around for part one, part two of this series may recall I talked about the situation with Abram, who would later come to be known as Abraham. Situation with him where uh, he is an Ur of the Chaldeans. He is chilling. This is his home country. This is where he is from. He is comfortable there. He is living there. He is comfortable in the idol worship that he is a part of there. But then all of a sudden he receives this, this call from God. I do not know how this call comes. I do not know if it is audible where he can hear. I do not know if it is this urging like in the inside of him. I do not know exactly what it is, but the word describes it as him hearing from God that it is time for him to go. The only problem is he doesn't know where he is supposed to go. He just know that where he is ain't where he supposed to be anymore. And I think that resonates with a lot of us who are in relationships or have been in relationships that are 
not good for us, have become not good for us. Some have even become toxic. We find ourselves in this place where God begins to speak to us to tell us that it is time to go. And perhaps even before God spoke it, we already knew it in our heart, in our spirit, that this was not healthy for us, that this was not good for us. But we just like Abraham, we are comfortable there. We are settled there. We are complacent in that place and we are not looking to move on. And so Abraham, of course, is faced with this challenge like what do I do? And so again, going back to that first and that second sermon, we talked about the fact that Abraham, eventually he does decide that he is going to leave. The problem is he doesn't know where exactly he is going. And so he is left in that space of like trusting God without knowing exactly where he is supposed to go. So we are going to draw out a few points uh, for you um, that kind of anchor in this story of Abraham being drawn out of uh, Ur uh, to trust God to go where God is taking him. And what I hope you all are able to see through this is to see yourselves, those of you that have heard from God, that know that God is saying that this relationship isn't good for you, it's not right for you, that you are able to say, okay, God, I'm gonna trust you, I'm gonna roll with you, I'm going to go. So we're going we gonna to jump into these, um, into these three points. KD, you want to introduce, um, introduce our first point? Uh, sure. So the first point is really about the fact that the unknown can be frightening. Uh, and we see Abram in this space where he is being told something, but not the full story. And I think that's often where we can find ourselves when we're in these relationships, right? Where we are starting to feel that voice or starting to hear that push or, or knowing that we know that we know something, even though we don't wanna really admit that we know that we know, um, partly because it isn't always do this and this will happen. It's just sometimes the do this. So just talk a little bit about um, how you work through that, um, that, fright, that fear that comes from the unknown. Absolutely. And so for Abraham, one of the most challenging things that he is dealing with is he's being called to go to leave a place that's comfortable for him. But the place he's being called to, he doesn't know anything about. Not only does he doesn't know anything about it, he doesn't even know where that place is. Right. And so really just acknowledging that the unknown can be frightening. Right. Like when we are called to do something and we don't know um, what's going to be next. So when we think about our relationships, it is one thing to um, have this sense or to know that God is saying it is time to let this relationship go. It's time to walk away from this relationship. The scary part is like, well, who am I going to be with, right? And so in, in the meantime, right, which can be exactly that, a meantime, right, of being lonely, of feeling isolated, of feeling like questioning oneself like does anybody want me will anybody want me like that there's a lot of like frightening stuff that can come along with that and it is a very scary thing and i i imagine that abraham is in the same space uh hebrews 11 and 8 looks back it's a new testament passage that looks back at abraham and it says of him it says by faith abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And when he went out, and he went out rather, not knowing where he was going, right? And so again, like this uncertainty piece is a part of what Abraham is struggling with. I, I just, I wanna humanize for just a second, KD, because for some people, a part of the fright are very real questions, right? 
everybody's not 22 moving on from a relationship, right? Like some people are further along and are really asking the question, I know this relationship is not right for me, but if I leave this person, like, will I find somebody else? I know what I'm getting from this person is only like 15%, right? If, if relationship is a dollar, this person is 15 cents. And we are trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. But we like... Talk about it. What... Is 15 cent better than no cent? Is some money better than no money? Is I think what some people are asking. And I think that's a real question. And some people are, you know, their age, it's competitive out there right now on the dating scene. You know, some people, they the last time they were single, Tinder wasn't a thing. <laughs> like, trying to figure out they, what you even do they, in this new world. They're competing in a whole new, a whole new world of, of dating. And I just want to acknowledge that that is a really frightening thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think as we all have had to deal with fear and the unknown in a lot of different directions, I do think that in relationships, you feel it the most because connection is at the base of what we are all looking for in, in life, right? And so I think that in some places where people have been more um, confident in trying new things, like these might still be the same people that are willing to try it on their business or try it, you know, like in, um, in sports and other places, there, there is this larger fear, I think, because it's connected to something that is like so important to us at our, at our core. Um, and so I think in those spaces, like the encouragement that kind of comes and, and, you know, frankly, having kind of gone through spaces of this ourselves is what is that fear that you're holding on to stopping you from having that's better, right? And better in a whole lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, how do you use the fear as motivation to even see what could be better? And sometimes it's holding on to what could be that gets you through the fear in the short term. Um, it's not one of those things that is is easy, but I think sometimes we have to challenge ourselves to say, is is fear and fifteen cents enough? You know, mm. and and how do we get past that and, and see that? That's a whole book right there. Right, that is so. a whole book. Fear and fifteen cents. <laughs> Real talk. Um, so cool. Let's uh, let's move on to mm-hmm. point two. What's yeah, point so, two? So point two is really about activating our faith, that your faith must be activated in a place when you are really looking to get past and beyond. And um, and there are so many ways that this also um, shows up in the Bible and in our faith walk or in our Christian walk because Faith, faith is dead without these works, right? Like we can talk about what we believe, but how much more do we have to actually show it than just keeping it as a belief? Um, and that manifests in all kinds of ways and even and especially when we are dealing with relationships like this. So if you wanna talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So here, here's Abraham. Abraham receives this call. It's actually Genesis 11 that he receives it. He ends up halfway obeying God, and then Genesis 12, the call is renewed. God's like, I'm gonna tell you again. (laughs) And some of us are in that space. We are in the space where God is like, let me tell you one more time, Um, because you didn't hear me the first time, I guess. Um, And so Abraham is in this space where he is having to activate faith. I think some people, as you said, Carla, are willing to apply faith in all kinds of other areas, right? And we, as Christians, acknowledge that we need to apply it in these other areas. 
But relationships, right, when it comes to love, that is a place that we need to be willing, able to apply our faith in. What is God, because I, I do, I want to make sure that we're parsing apart who we're talking to. Some people are uncertain in their relationships right now. Like, uh, this might be, this might not be. <laughs> Some people are not uncertain. They are certain. They have, they have heard God say, like, this is, you need to leave. Like, it is, it is time to go. This is not what I have for you. Yeah. But they haven't heard what he do got for them. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> and so they can easily yeah. be like, well, I, I didn't really hear God. Not really, really. Yeah. Absolutely. It is mm-hmm. going, for those of you that are in that space, it is going to take activating faith mm-hmm. to trust God enough to say, God, I hear you. Mm-hmm. May not feel good hearing you. It ain't what I want to hear, but I hear you. I trust you. I know you love me. I know that being in your will is the safest place in the world for me. So I will submit to your will because I trust you. I trust you. And that is an activation of faith. Yeah. Now, I even remember back kind of as we've talked about and we'll talk um, more about just our own personal stories and and literally having a moment where um, at a wit's end, um, knew I had already heard multiple times and then had a driving around trying to get myself together, pulled over on the side of the road. I don't even know if I told you this story, so I'm, I'm just telling my business right now. Um, but this was back, but pulled over on the side of the road crying because I'm so upset. This woman out of nowhere shows up on the side of my car to make sure I'm okay. And at the same time, start speaking to me exactly what was going on in my situation. Mm. Exactly what was going on in my situation. And even stopped and prayed with me. And this is in the middle of the night, y'all. Um, and the sad part about it is that relationship didn't even stop after that. Um, even with something that specific. And I know there's a lot of you all and a lot of us that have dealt with things that are so specific and yet we haven't let go. And the honesty is in that situation, things had to get worse. And, And how many times have we allowed ourselves to be in situations that keep getting worse when we knew and we've known for a while. And so the challenge is sometimes not letting it have to get to those places of worse. Um, those places where it's so broken and you are so broken um, before you're willing to let go. So that's just my, my, my challenge in there and needing to kind of take those moments when you are hearing um, and truly trying to activate against them. Amen. Amen. I, I appreciate your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying this to you earlier today that like recounting our timeline is like, God told me to let go. For those of you that want to hear the backstory, you got to go back. I think it was like Sermon 1 or Sermon 2 where I'd tell the backstory about, about what it was. But in short, like God gives me this dream and God's like, let her go. Mm-hmm. That was January. You and I met at the end of February. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, 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 one, I thank God for the revelation, but I also am thankful that like, I had the courage, the faith to say like, I don't know what's on the other end of this, but I do trust you that this ain't it. I've been knew it ain't it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been knew it ain't it. But so, so, some things that feel so obvious, like later on, like don't feel that obvious while you're in it, yeah. while you're in it. And, 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 and this is why I think Lauren, Lauren's song is so liberating because it speaks these words, right? Like it acknowledges, I used to love them, mm-hmm. but now I don't. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And it is it is in embedded in that title is a full story of overcoming Absolutely. of what it takes to overcome. Absolutely. Hebrews 11 uh, verse one says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. Um, that that is what that is what faith is. It is the assurance of like that that which I cannot see. I believe that it exists. That which does not even make sense, that does not make that which does not make sense that it will ever even materialize. I believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's push on to um, to point three before we close out. Um, so the the third thing that we wanted to talk about was to acknowledge the pleasure paradox. Acknowledge the pleasure paradox. And here's what that paradox is, right? In Abraham's situation. There is simultaneously what is comfortable and pleasing, I assume, for him, right? Be at home, around what's comfortable, what's familiar, the people and the places that are familiar to him, right? Where he has developed social capital, where he has developed familial ties, like all this stuff, where he has built wealth in this this particular place, right? But then there is the pleasing of God, right? So it's what pleases self, what pleases God. That which pleased God diverged from what was pleasing Abraham right here, right? And we see at the end of chapter 11, what God was calling him to do was different than what he was comfortable in. And that is that place that some of you find yourself in right now. And that is why you know, despite us having talked about these things several times during this series, like you're still caught, you're still trapped. It's because of this pleasure paradox. It is on the one hand, you hear what God is saying. You know it, you hear it clearly on the other side, right? And so we, we hear God and on, on that side, we recognize that like to please God is to obey God. But the challenge is what will please God will be displeasing to us or what is pleasing to us is not pleasing to God. And so there we are in this tricky pleasure paradox that we feel trapped in. And the question is, what you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Who, who are you going to choose at that point? Right. Are we are we choosing the God of our of our life and that we have said we put at the head of it or are we choosing ourselves in those situations? Um, and it's not, it's not an easy, easy answer, I'm sure, for most, but my challenge would be that at the end of the day, if we put God first in this and, and are willing to step into that place of trust and that place of faith, um, then the things that can come on the other end, because even back to the last, um, the last scripture about this idea of things hoped for, right? And the ability to get to the things that we hope for. Can we allow God to be able to set the, set the pattern and set the path there um, and not make it our path ourselves, so. Amen. We'll close with the, this last scripture that goes with point three. Uh, Hebrews 11 and six says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. One more time. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. My question is, our question is, what you gonna do with this pleasure paradox that you find yourself in? Um, Will you choose by faith to exercise your faith, to trust God, to trust God's will for your life, even though that might mean the cost, costing you some pleasure 
even though it may not, right? Like God may not have given you a promise that like this person ain't for you. I got somebody else. Maybe it's just this person ain't for you. It's time to leave this relationship and God has not spoken anything else. And so the reason that we hold on is because, man, at least right now, I got somebody to go to a restaurant with. When the world opens back up, I got somebody to go on a vacation with. Even though we gonna argue like a few times before we even get to the plane, like at least I got somebody to be in the pictures with me. Um, you fill in the blank, right? Like you know your excuses for why hold on to this. Um, and the thing that gins up the fear um, that comes along with like leaving, leaving the situation, but really, really knowing that this is not good for you, this is not positive for you, this is not God's will for you, will you be willing to give that up um, to please God? So that's our word for the day, y'all. I appreciate y'all popping into our crib today um, to allow us to connect with you. Um, hoping that the words that we've shared have been beneficial to you. And uh, KD is going to close us out in prayer. All right. Lord, we ask that something that has been said here resonates with you, with your people. Um, we ask that it is carried into their week, into their lives, potentially even passed on to others, Lord, but ultimately in service of ensuring that we are putting you first, your plans for our lives first, Lord, and trusting in you in all things, even in our relationships. It is in Jesus' name's sake that we pray. Amen. Amen. That's the word for the day, y'all. That's it. Peace.